This is Chris from the AZ Brandcast. Mike and I hope you enjoy this series of interviews from Phoenix Design Week 2018. In this set of interviews, we'll be talking with Jeremy Clymer and Ashley Bright. Please enjoy. All right, next we have uh, Jeremy Walker. Do we have Jeremy Walker. in the house? Are you among us, Jeremy? Yes. Someone's getting up. No? No. Yes. Sorry. Is it is it Climber? I think I got somehow I got your name wrong. Walker and Climber got mixed up. We can fix that. Boom. Yes. Copy paste. Boom. How's it going, Jeremy? Good. I'm Chris. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Yes, nice hey, Jeremy. You. I'm Mike. Nice to meet you. <clears throat> Thanks for coming on the show. So, uh, so Jeremy, tell us about yourself. Uh, my name is. Jeremy Clymer, I'm the creative director for PF Chang's. Um, so I run their in-house design team. Right on. Uh, I've been doing that for about four years now. Sweet. You're, you're probably not busy at all. No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's a cakewalk. It's, it's just noodles and rice. It sells itself. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's never another project to be working on. Yeah. In that. Yeah, but I mean, my question though is like, what do you order at company parties? Oh. Like. Oh. <laughs> It's, it's, right? it, is, it is the kind of debate, especially when you have like a meeting and you want to cater in. It's like, yeah. you know, you want to cater your own food, but you're all kind of sick of your own food too. So. <laughs> uh, we, we look at it more of, you know, we're just trying to find out what the competition's up to and what they're doing mm -hmm. so that uh, we can kind of eat around the valley. And, oh. and that's a good rationale. So you yeah. can like say like, we're not cheating on ourselves. We're and that's when you place the, the fake name order. Hey, this is Jeremy Walker. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> I need a catering <laughs> order. As opposed to Jeremy Clymer. That's totally not him. I know we're delivering to P.F. Chang's, yeah. but it has nothing to do with them. Those, yeah. Those, Can you deliver to P.F. Chang's? That's where I'll pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, if you could uh, live anywhere on this planet and take everything that you love with you, where would you choose to live and why would that be? I think I'm, I'm currently in this midlife crisis kind of standpoint, so yes. I'm actually waiting to get away from society. So I have, it doesn't matter where it is, I just kind of picture this hilltop little farm that my wife and kids would move to and just kind of disappear hmm. that's kind of the answer i'm going to give to that one just accessible by harley because that's the midlife <laughs> crisis <laughs> it's, it's, it's gotta be close enough to to an airport of some kind in case things you know but no i, I just um yeah that's kind of like life in the woods on top of a mountain sounds really great when it comes to that sort of thing hmm. which is i know the opposite of what we're talking about now but <laughs> no, i dig it i dig it's very ron swanson Kind of yeah, it, it's a it's a growing there's a growing trend of this actually happening. I uh, I follow a few guys on YouTube who yeah, have you do, don't you? who have turned their homesteading or and it's kind of this return to a more agrarian lifestyle right. um, for families, um, leaving big cities and big jobs and moving their uprooting their whole family and moving out to the backwoods of Washington or Portland or uh, sorry Oregon or other places around the country. Um, I mean, one, I can see, see why even even when you know when you're so close to your computer and digital and you get home, yep. you almost want to just go back to analog and get yeah. a typewriter and a the and a two pencil. Ironic thing is that these guys all basically have turned that lifestyle into a job and broadcast it on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> I know one guy is like that's all he does that, and then he volunteer firefights in the in the summers, and I'm like. You dirty bastard. <laughs> I, want, I want your life yeah. right now. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That's a good answer. So uh, how does then um, given so so the AZ Brandcast is about 
discovering through conversation what Arizona's brand is. Um, right now, it seems, you know, the truth feels like it's out there, but maybe we don't, we haven't quite brought it together yet and given it meaning. So, um, so how does design uh, contribute to Arizona's finding itself? Right. Well, I mean, you know, as we know, design is everywhere. Everything in the world is design. The chairs we're sitting on, the carpet, that, this disgusting carpet that we're on. It's, <laughs> somebody designed it, and there's, there's a rationale behind it. So when I think about Arizona in itself, I mean, it's, it's, I've been traveling a lot this summer, and um, you kind of know the city from the highway, you know, your Uber from the airport to the hotel or just driving through it. So I think actually when you think about urban planning and that sort of design, I think Arizona's done actually a pretty good job um, which is highway design. I mean, it's kind of fun, especially mm -hmm. around the airport and some different stuff. It's kind of cool when you come to different cities, you know, you either see it again as just a concrete jungle or, oh, it's a concrete jungle, but they've done a little bit to it. So I think Arizona's done something interesting with that. Um, and then to go on the, the kind of road pun there, I mean, it's still, we're, we're kind of like cement, like we haven't hardened yet this city. Mm -hmm. So um, what I love about it is it's, it seems like we've done a lot, but we have a whole lot further to go. Mm. Um, yeah, it's still so it's like like I said, what what cement that we can do what we want with. So I think it's a really cool time um, when it comes to that because I think there's a you know a robustness of of design out there. Photo you know, it, not even design if you think about it, just creative. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of great photographers in the valley, vide videographers. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of great talent here. Um, just kind of waiting for something really big to come to um, really hatch out of it. And mm. It's like a scene waiting to happen. Right, exactly. That's yeah. awesome. If there was um, an area of that wet cement that you'd want to mold, what would it be? I think even going back to the road, um, so I live on the west side, and um, the th 303 project just got finished. Mm -hmm. And so um, with the 303 kind of turns into what used to be Cotton Lane, yep. and they did this really cool art on the side of the off-ramp where they made these like Super Mario Brothers Venus flytrap that looks okay. like it's supposed to be cotton, but it looks like. Venus <laughs> but it's it's so neat. Every time I drive by it, otherwise you would just think, oh, there's another you know on ramp or off ramp. <clears throat> but the fact that there's art and design mm -hmm. there is really kind of fun. Um, and I, I know I know roads aren't everything, but it's those little things. I mean, I live in the suburbs. I kind of sure. work in the suburbs, so my road is yeah. the highway. Yeah. And so to take um, design and art yeah. in that space is actually kind of cool and something that's overlooked uh, yeah. and, and probably not thought of a whole lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting that like transportation in a city, especially one like ours, that's so sprawling and spread. Um, transportation is one of those like unique common experiences that nearly everyone in our city can relate to. Um, and so it's an opportunity, like you were saying, I, I, that's, I think it's a, I'm just reiterating your point. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's an opportunity to um, express as a city and to create central artifacts of culture uh, in a unique way. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it's like a common uh, intersection, you know. Yeah. To use the traffic. <laughs> Come. Yeah. Didn't mean to do that. Yeah. We're all headed down the same road. Metaphorical. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> that's dead. <laughs> we beat it up pretty good. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, so what? Uh, what? Um, you probably heard this question asked before. What? What? Uh, organization or business would that's not here would feel very at home here, or could help us become more of ourselves? I think the one you know, several people had talked um, this weekend about 
the bubble and you know you, certain cities are kind of like the bubble and that's the one thing i don't want phoenix to turn into is this bubble where it's you know only startups mm -hmm. or only tech um so i would love even you know as i work in the restaurant industry i mean there's a lot of really great restaurants taco bell included with my, my shirt i'm <laughs> representing taco bell that's awesome um, things like that, that wait that, what does it say if you don't like taco bell you're wrong you're wrong um <laughs> love it <laughs> So I, I think the, if you think about even like a restaurant company like a Taco Bell, I mean, they're huge. They're a behemoth. And if you think about everything from all the photography needs and video needs and, and this sort of thing, um, bringing a company here that requires all that kind of stuff, not just bringing someone here that only needs UI or UX or this, but thinking of those companies that just need everything mm. um, from the talent pool. I mean, everything, you know, from chefs to people working call centers. I mean, mm -hmm. just thinking about growth like that. Uh, but again, trying to avoid the bubble where we aren't only a mm -hmm. restaurant hub or you're not like Charlotte where you're only f financial and banking. Like yep. just to be something that's a little more robust, I think would be um, really great for Phoenix. So then we're kind of, not to say we're a catch-all, but we kind of become a catch-all. Yeah. Because it's so easy. I mean, Phoenix is an easy city to live in. Uh, rents are low. Um, you know, parking's pretty yep. cheap. And I mean, it's just, it's just your money goes a lot further here. Yep. And so I think that's attractive. And then going back to the earlier comment about, you know, the cement is still wet. So a big company could come here and actually make it kind of what they want to do. Yep. Um, it's not like they're waiting for a city to be finished. And oh, by the way, now we have to figure out how we're going to plug ourselves in here. I mean, they could come and they could help create hmm. what Phoenix is going to become. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like dig that it. answer. Dig it. Um, what else we got here? What is uh? So the yeah, what's been away. what's been maybe one of your bigger or a <laughs> couple of your bigger takeaways from this weekend with Phoenix Design Week and the Method of Madness con uh, conference? Um, the woman who spoke yesterday morning, Cheryl, about social innovation and stuff. I, I always love topics of that nature, mm. um, especially I love how the, the um, what she created has, you know, several students have gone through it and then they've all gone and done completely different things. Mm. But I think the thing that kind of hits you the most is, you know, when you ask who who is into social change, everyone, of course, is going to raise their hand. But then it's like, okay, who's actually going to do something about it? And then you have to stop and think, like, you know, I, I don't know. Like, that, that's a, you know, it sounds like something everybody wants to do, but are you really going to stop what you're doing or refocus your life on that? Um, and then, as I said earlier, going through my midlife crisis, I also loved kind of relating to her because it seemed like she worked, um, you know, in the more for-profit world for a while, and then one day just, you know, mm -hmm. something changed her life, and she made the switch. So it's just very impactful to me to think about that, as well as I have kids, and just to try to think, you know, what, what, what legacy am I going to leave behind to make sure that I'm not just chasing the dollar and then, you know, um, mm. that whole phrase, you should live your, live for your eulogy, not for your resume. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of think so that, that just sparked all kinds of different things in my head uh, as a pretty powerful takeaway from this weekend. Um, that's probably the number one thing. That's awesome. Sure. <coughs> that's awesome. That is. So um, I like that quote. Was that f something she had said yesterday? Was that something you? No, it was, a, it was an Actually, there's an article something. Uh, years ago I read. Okay. Um, yeah, live your eulogy, not your resume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to co-op that. He will. We we will. We'll use it. <laughs> we can use it in our uh, description podcast description. Mm -hmm. It's our quote. Boom. Boom. You win. So um, <clears throat> the. Uh, what is a what is a what is a project you're working on right now? And then um, this is our last question. Right? It is um, the uh, project you're working on right now, and how people might find out more about it or about you. Uh, so to plug some more PF Chang stuff. Um, cool. So we're actually um, PF Chang's. We're kind of going through an evolution of our 
restaurant designs. We're trying to become a little more hipper and cooler and kind of kind of you know stepping into the future. As, a lot you, sh- of, as you should. Uh, yes, right. as hipper and cooler. Because there, there is a lot of restaurant of our restaurant designs that are older and more cave-like and just kind of the more ancient kind of Chinese feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we go to more Asian and um, just to try to bring a different crowd, we're kind of doing more restaurant designs. But the fun thing is, so when it comes to the, the, the murals, P.F. Chang's is known for you know murals and currently they're very sleepy, kind of old Chinese. So we're creating these new kind of street art murals. Hmm. So each new P.F. Chang's is going to have its own design. And then we have a, a muralist that goes in and, and, and paints them. Um, and wow. so we're actually on our Facebook page, currently we have a couple cool time-lapse videos of these being made. Um, That's cool. So Cerritos, California, Brandon, Florida, Rochester Hills, uh, Michigan are the three newest ones. But so my designers and I were kind of creating this um, toolkit of all these mural parts. So basically we have like the main character, so whether it's a big Asian woman or, you know, not big Asian woman, sorry, a a large face of an Asian woman. Um, So we have, you know, 10 of those, and then we have all these really great background textures and colors. And then we kind of... Um, podgepodge them all together to fit the space and so you have you know 30 different ingredients in your toolbox and you can create all these murals from mm-hmm. them so, um, as, as we think about remodels and stuff hmm. so it's really cool to think about how we're going to be able to create these murals that hopefully will last you know 10-15 years um, something m- most designers don't get to do normally you're focused on you know we're designing menus yeah. or social media posts so super cool to design these you know 20 feet by 40 feet yeah. murals and stuff that's awesome yeah and uh, is there a place people can go to find out more about that project or about what you guys are doing? So you guys if, you, if you f- follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we always yeah. try to do as, as much new, uh, new stuff on there. So I would say Facebook right now is probably our best way to see new projects coming up or just search our videos and you can see a bunch of different kind of different things we're working on. All right. So that's awesome. So that's thank awesome. you so much for coming yeah, on, thanks, Jeremy. Guys. Yeah, Jeremy, appreciate, appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank All you. right. Yeah. Have fun with the murals, man. That does sound cool. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Right. Check them out. <laughs> All right, so next we have, uh, who do we have, Mike? We have, let's see, we've got Ashley. Ashley Bright. There he is. Right. Come on up. Right. Come on up, Ashley. Ooh, he's got a cool yeah. hat. We'll tell people about it's it. It's a gray fedora. Yeah. It's got a little, a little red feather on the side, some piping. I like it. Kind of, um, hey, I'm Mike. Nice Reminiscent you, of a Bavarian hat. Uh, Something like that, yeah. Uh, maybe missing the Lederhosen. <laughs> I only cool. wear those at home. So. Yeah. <laughs> at home with your wife, right? Exactly. exactly. That's a whole other, whole other conversation. We shouldn't get into a whole different, a podcast. different podcast. Yeah. Yeah, a different podcast. <laughs> AZ Lederhosen. How dirty am I? Oh, that's awesome. Notes. You are a man prepared. who is prepared. Awesome. Well, we'll see. This is the reason I'm over yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dig it. I, I dig it. So, um, man, it's like we. It's like he's transcended our icebreakers. Transcended he has. them. It's he like has. I feel like our icebreakers are unworthy. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to be here. <laughs> and he has Tatum, answers dog. already written Ashley, down. Ashley, if you had, um, if you had to wear, pick one other hat. It's the only hat you could wear, and it's not a fedora that's slightly Bavarian looking. Okay. What would it be? Uh, I've got a few, but I love the kind of an old, uh, it's like a, I guess like the Newsies hat. You see like back in the 20s when they're selling papers, and it's kind of like a, got a little brim. And, yeah. yeah. Like the little kid, he's like extra, extra, and he's all, exactly. he, he's looking all like, like gnarled because he's a little kid, but he's in New York, you know, exactly. so he's like life he has like 50 years life experience yeah <laughs> that's awesome and i say that because i can rarely <laughs> wear that here because it's too damn hot <laughs> oh yeah right exactly yeah you lose heat through your head and your feet right is mm-hmm. the, the deal so yeah. um all right so 
Excellent answer. Um, and thanks for taking a surprise question. How does, um, how does design? So uh, if you're unfamiliar with the AZ Brandcast, we are trying to discover Arizona's brand, right? We're not mm. thinking like, you know, who, nobody knows what it is quite yet probably, but if we can have conversations with people who have a little piece of the puzzle, mm. maybe we can kind of put it together. So um, in your estimation, uh, given that we're at design week, mm. uh, how, does, how does design help Arizona become more what and who it should be? Well, I think, I mean, I've been here five years, and what I've seen is that sort of Arizona and Phoenix, they, I feel like they're kind of known for the wrong things. Hmm. Um, and I think that there's this, um, sort of they're known for the wrong things, and there's also, I think, a lot of uh, gray area or misunderstanding. It doesn't hmm. really have an identity. You know, I think of L.A., it's got an identity. I think of Seattle, it's got an identity. I feel like Phoenix is somewhere in the middle. And, um, and I think that design uh, and everything that comes with that messaging and branding and photography and just creative problem solving, uh, you know, I think that coupled with this, this real sort of local drive to build something, you know, this whole like Yes Phoenix movement and, and things of that nature where it's like there's a real proud quality about mm. the people here. There's a very scrappy nature. I think it's very reminiscent of, of the desert in general. You know, it's like we're, we're scrappy and we're tough and we got to kind of, you know, it's 120 degrees <laughs> and, you know, um, and I think that there's that aspect. And so I feel like that kind of um, uh, scrappiness, that desire to create something coupled with, you know, the right messaging, the right visuals could really be powerful. Hmm. Um, so I think that that's, you know, where design can really play a big role. And design is such a broad kind of word, but yeah. Um, you know, it, uh, I, I chat with recruiters every now and then, and they're, you know, like, oh, n none of the company headquarters are here. It's all like they're data centers, mm -hmm. you know, and um, and I feel like it's sort of like data centers and golf courses. And, <laughs> you know, like they're sort of, they don't really go together, and I don't know if that's really the draw. I mean, yeah. I suppose golf courses are, but not for me. But, um, <laughs> so I don't know. I think that from that, it, there's a lot of that, there could be that homegrown talent, that mm -hmm. homegrown um, businesses. I mean, obviously, GoDaddy is sort of the the, the big daddy yep. of the of the valley. But you know, I think there's a lot of others that could could play in that space. Yeah. Um, and I'm sort of maybe. I'm yeah, you are. You are like question. going <laughs> right into the next one. So yeah. So who who would you like to see, or who do you think would be a good addition to the Arizona ecosystem, whether a business or an organization or? Yeah. Um, um, I don't. I know that Amazon is the one everybody wants, but I, I spent 15 years in Seattle. I mm. did work for Amazon, and I've subsequently been up there and seen kind of what Amazon has done. And, and I say that only that the growth that it's created has just, like, I think just caused chaos in the city. It's mm. gridlocked, and, I mean, rents are nuts, and there's gentrification, and it's just kind of crazy. So I don't know if we want that. I mean, I know that, you know, progress and money and growth is sort of – the, the fuel, but I sort of feel like there's opportunities, you know, maybe I'm punting this, I don't know, maybe I'm punting this, but I feel like to really sort of uh, look at what we have here and look for opportunities to invest. Um, you know, I know that, that in Arizona, and particularly down in Tucson, I mean, the nonprofit space is huge hmm. in Arizona. And, um, you know, I feel like, just like a lot of businesses, but I feel like in the nonprofit space, there is change coming. You know, there's a lot of old guard kind of retiring and moving on and I feel like this new generation recognizes that 
we need to stop thinking of like a nonprofits over here and a for profits over there, but rather we need to kind of uh, leverage the learnings from both sides. Hmm. And so I think that there's a lot of potential there as something else to be known for, if <clears> you will, for the you know the humanity and the the passion and the the, the problem solving. Is that like the conscious capitalism? Is that the... I think it could be that. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think, you know, Arizona has so much going for it and so much potential, but it also has so many things that are screwed up. And a lot of people that don't have access to education and, you know, things like that. And so I feel like there's a, there's a lot of opportunity to grow from within, mm-hmm. you know, and really try and address some of the challenges and problems we have and... Um, you know, I mean, be known for something more than golf courses and beige stucco houses. And, <laughs> sorry, I lived in Scottsdale for a while, so maybe I'm channeling that. And golf carts. Yeah, golf, <laughs> golf carts. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Golf carts. <laughs> we have, yeah, this is an ongoing thread through the, you know, golf carts. <laughs> golf I'm, carts. I'm obsessed with having a, a, um, a side-by-side I can drive on the street. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, so amazing to me. Sorry. All right. Anyway, we all got to have thread. goals, right? Yeah, we all, we do. Aspirations. Yeah. Life goals. Life goals. <laughs> life goals. Hashtag life goals. Um, so, um, so we talked about that. So, so far, what's been your biggest takeaway from the uh, from the event this week? Um, I think overall, just this this real um, need for a deeper understanding around the power of empathy. You know, I think when you doesn't matter what you're talking about, developing products, developing messaging. Um, you know, what I do, working with people to help them present and impact an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, that comes from you have to understand and empathize with your audience in order to deliver something that's relevant. Yeah. And so I think that was that was a obviously a very clear theme that I, I, I love. Um, I think what uh, Jenny Lamb was saying, you know, radical empathy. That was pretty powerful. I think that was really cool. Just it's one thing to empathize, but it's another thing to like be put in a situation where you you know like those three individuals in that video she showed, um, where it was something that none of them had any familiarity with, and you could tell it was really uncomfortable. Hmm. Um, but they sort of went through the process, and you could see that there was something in their eyes. There was something transformative about it. Hmm. And um, you know, all the time I hear about you know they've got a great product and a great service and the customers want it but something's just not quite working and it it turns out they didn't dig deep enough and like i heard this at a conference the other day where they uh they realized in retrospect that the people that needed the service they had needed to drive three hours to get it Hmm. and they hadn't really factored that in right and so again it's kind of like what do you how do you go deep um there was another one recently i heard and it it was uh um it was they were talking about um lean innovation and again that kind of empathy and really digging deep and they were talking about um something to do with um seniors and like taking medication and they would just ask seniors like oh do you take your medication they were like oh yeah not a problem and they said okay but now go and spend time with them and they she showed a photograph of of one woman and they were in there and they said do you have any trouble because she had arthritis do you have any trouble with opening and she said no 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 problem and she said can you show us so she went in and got out this giant electric meat slicer and then kind of cut That's how the she's top opening off of her medication. Oh, my goodness. So it was like, wow. that's uh, So, yeah, she was like, yeah, I got no problem opening my medication. <laughs> yeah. Because I have a because meat slicer. Have a meat slicer. <laughs> so, I don't know. I love, I love that notion of just, you know, really getting in close and, and really understanding, um, you know, what are the challenges and, and needs that people have. 
Um, I, I find that ironic that given our technology and social media and how on one hand you hear people talking about how it's divided us and we're not talking anymore. Yet, I think to be successful as a business, as a person, it's still about those relationships and, yep. and trying to you know, ask more, more questions yep. um, and being a good listener. Yeah. Mm. You know, so as I yammer on. <laughs> no, that's no, but that's what you're here for. So. Okay, good. So, yeah, that sounds like uh, uh, IDEO. Like a lot of a lot of what they do is they're like, uh, have you heard the one about the toothbrush design? Uh huh. Yeah, they're like Oral B was like, yeah, design a toothbrush, but don't do any of your research. It's just a toothbrush. And they're like, no, we have our we have our process, right? Yep. So they did it, and they found out like three problems that were super easy to solve, and ended up being the best-selling toothbrush for the next like eighteen months. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you just have to watch sometimes. All well, they did was watch. There's a there's a TED talk uh, Philip Stark did a number of years ago, and he talks about that where he like you know I design toothbrushes, and he started talking about like you know, and he sticks his finger in his mouth while he's sort of pretending <laughs> to brush his teeth, and he's talking about you know I want to understand you know, who is the person that uses this toothbrush? You know, what life do they lead? What, you know, and he was really getting into that sort of empathy. And so like, yeah, it's just a toothbrush. But if I can really understand how they're using it, yeah. mm-hmm. I can discover these problems. Yeah, they don't know what's possible. Like they don't know what to ask me for. They okay. don't know what I'm capable of. I don't know what they need, you know? And so we're just kind of like, all right, we'll just make what we've always yeah. made, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, the notion of, I think it was Jenny again that was talking about kind of like getting out of our bubbles. Hmm. And I think as designers and problem solvers, we're always like, oh, we got it all figured out. And I've had this in my business where I like, I put this website together and it was great and I showed it to someone and they said, sounds like a designer wrote it. Like, <laughs> they did. And they're like, yeah, but... But that's not who you're designers. selling to. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it's like, yep. oh, dagger in my heart. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I've, I've learned these things. And it was, it was, again, from like, I need... I hadn't done the research. Yeah. I mm-hmm. hadn't talked to the people that I wanted to serve. And, yeah. you know, I'm still doing that. I do that all the time. I probably do yeah. a couple interviews a week. Yeah. That's awesome. Just to learn. It, it's it, a process. It takes humility to do that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people miss it. They're just like, ah, we know our audience. Yeah. Or... Or the, the worst one, the most receptive one, is we are our audience. Oh, that's yeah. And so they just don't, you know, they're like, oh, we're our audience, you know. Yeah. But it worked for Basecamp, 37 Signals. So just stop telling <laughs> me true. that I can't do it that way. That's true. Well, it it's, worked. It's it, interesting because I've been listening to a lot of, like, business books and podcasts and things. And I listened to Jason Fried's uh, book. Right? Yeah. It's a book on yeah. tape. And it was interesting because everyone else was talking about, like, you know, you have to do this and strategic and plan this and all these other things. Oh, rework. Yeah. Rework yeah, yeah, and rework. He, yeah. was, he was literally like don't have a plan. You don't have to have experts. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. do this. And I was like, okay, I guess I, that worked for you. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. They're, they're interesting. They're fun. Um, so, uh, in the last two minutes, um, right. could you tell us one thing you're working on real quick and then how we would find out about it, how people would find out more? Can I, can I, can I pitch here? Can I? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Sure. So, um, I am hosting a workshop, Ooh, uh, workshops. December 1st. Uh, down at the, the Harmon Library down here. Uh, it's called Pitch to Inform, Pitch to Engage, Pitch to Win. And we're going to be, it's about three hours. We're going to be digging into kind of the A to Z of presentations, how to really understand, that empathy piece of it, how to really understand your audience and craft your, your messaging and content to align with that, mm. how to bring it all together in slides using visuals and data, and then how to deliver it, you know, how to demonstrate confidence and enthusiasm and, um, and, and have fun. That's and, awesome. And uh, so that's going on. And I, I even have like a little, if, if people are listening and they yes. want to. Okay. So if you're listening and you want 25% off Ooh, discount on tickets, discount. Um, discount, yes. then text the word pitch, P-I-T-C-H, 
to the number 31996. That number again, <laughs> do it, is 31996. And, and how long is that good for? Uh, that is good, I think, until the 15th. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, there's about 10 seats at that price. And then, yeah. you know, if it Boom. sells out, then I can open up more. Yeah. Well, supplies see. last. Yeah, exactly. Well, supplies yeah. last. I'd love to see you there. And, uh, Limited time offer. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you yes, so much for, you so uh, for much. joining us. Oh, it's well, been a thank pleasure you for talking with you. Opportunity, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Are we still on? Can We're I, still going. I yep. want. Can, can I get someone to snap a photo of me? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I, I love all the equipment. And yeah. The camaraderie. Yeah. How are we gonna yeah. do this? So. We'll just say I can. Go or like can this. you? Yeah. Or maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is good. Just get all your equipment. Your, oh, wait, your face and mic. Okay. I think that's good. All right. Cool. Cool. Thanks, Ashley. All right. So do you guys go through and then cut out all the crap you don't want? Nope. No, we oh, don't. Nope. No, we just we, publish. That would be that would take work. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I work I work down at Galvanized. Um, I have shared space okay. down there. And um, a couple of weeks ago, a bunch of people just were sitting around drinking beer. They have taps there. After three o'clock, they open them up, and so they came up with a podcast called Between Two Taps. <laughs> and they're in their third episode, and they just grab whoever's walking by. That's awesome. <laughs> just talk. Actually, kind of sounds like us. It does, doesn't it? Except ours is between two bottles of whiskey. Yeah, between two. Yeah. You guys have been at it longer, so you're into the hard stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. You, we've graduated. <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't been at it longer. What does that say about us? We went straight to whiskey. We went, yeah, Zero we to it whiskey. It just means you guys are you guys. Zero are to hardcore. whiskey. Yeah. You guys are hardcore. Yeah, it's hardcore. Yeah. That's right. We just know what we like. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. And our next guest is going to be Alex Center. Is Alex here? I have not seen him. No? Right. Um, and we're actually we're having a little bit of a... All right, he he's not coming. Okay. So cool. we are we are wrapped. This is a wrap. That was it. The last one. You closed this out nicely. Thank you, Ashley. So what did you guys think?